Welcome into this edition of the Triumph Spotlight. Our guest today is the one and only Dorian Strong out of Upper Marlboro, Maryland. This redshirt junior for Virginia Tech football has acted as a pivotal piece of uh, at cornerback for Virginia Tech in the past four seasons. Now, Strong and the boys are relaxing and getting ready for the 2024 season after a big seven and six year, and of course, winning the military bowl in this past December. Dorian joins us next on this edition of the Triumph Spotlight. Well, today's Triumph Spotlight is, of course, brought to you by Triumph NIL. The Triumph Digital Network is a fully integrated portal featuring individual channels for Dorian Strong and all of your favorite Hokie athletes. Make sure to visit TriumphNIL.com for exclusive engagement, merchandise, content opportunities, and subscriptions. All right, for uh, the whole crew here, I think some introductions are underway. I'm Kyle Marshak. To my right is the one and only Chris Coleman. Robert Bateman is producing behind the scenes. And, of course, we have Dorian Strong. Dorian, thanks for being a consistent viewer of hours uh, uh no problem no problem man it's been fun it's been fun watching um text online and it feel good to finally be here yeah no and we're, we're glad to finally have you right um you know obviously i think the big thing that we want to start off with you chose to return what what about it in uh, blacksburg makes you want to come back um i feel like it's more so like personal goals that made me come back um because you know just the the information i was getting from the next level um, I feel like just personally, like it wouldn't have been smart enough to go to the league. Like I could have definitely went, but I feel like where I view myself as and where I hold my standards and what I feel, what I view for myself is that I'm a first round, second round guy and nothing less. And I know that I can be that. And the scouts think it too, um, which is um, a big reason why I came back. You know, they told me that like just my potential and all that good stuff is a day one guy. So. You know, I'm not crazy for thinking it because they also see it and other people yeah. also tell me this too. So um, that was really the main thing on just, you know, making sure I just made the ultimately the best decision because it's like the league is there for me. And yes, I understand that. And that is the ultimate goal. But it's like, it's like also like, what do I want to get out of it too? Let's go back to your original decision to attend Virginia Tech. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tech kind of discovered you in like a satellite camp somewhere. Yeah, yeah, they um, came uh, to Bowie State. Yeah, right. It was up to Bowie. It was up at Bowie State, and you did not have much interest from other schools, right? Yeah. It was like Delaware State. Um, why did you slip through the cracks like that? How do you think that happened? Shoot, I feel like it was just because of my size. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, I feel like I was smaller. Uh, I was kind of late coming onto the scene just because, like, I played JV for two years. Um, and then like my junior year, like I didn't really play too much in the fall. So it was just like, you know, the colleges, um, they're scouting, doing all um, what they got to do. And it's like, I don't have that much film to go off of. So it's like, it's just like, they're taking a chance basically. So that's all I really needed was just one school to really take a chance on me. And um, at that camp, it was a uh, tech, you know, you know, I had a great camp bought out for them. Um, and yeah, and it was just ultimately like, I felt like once I visited and met with all the coaches and stuff, like I feel like they, you know, generally, you know, had my best interest in their minds and in their hearts. So I felt, you know, felt like it was home. Like, and it was also different, completely different from home. Like it was just, you know, just the culture, the diversity uh, here um, is, is way, way better. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, slip through the cracks is definitely a good term now. Second team All-American, third team All-ACC. Uh, 
what are the goals going forward, right? You said you're league ready. I think we can all agree with that. How do you try and improve from here? Because there's not much space to improve as a college cornerback, right? No, nah, there definitely is a lot of space. Okay. Um, I feel like for me, you know, just my weight, you know, getting to ultimately get to 190, um, get uh, just a better understanding of the sport of football, um, you know, just being in the film room more, being kind of like a film junkie, um, and just, you know, like, honing in my craft, just always touching up the little stuff because I feel like, like, last year, like, uh, just watching myself over and over again, like, you know, I, I know I left a lot of money out there. I left a lot of plays out there to be made. Um, but, you know, it excites me because it's like now knowing that I could come back for another year, like, now knowing that this is the year and that this is going to be the year. So, yeah. What's your weight right now? I'm uh, 181. Okay, so with your frame, it probably won't be too difficult to get up to 190. Um, if uh, So you said you want to be a, a first or second round pick. What do the scouts say? What do they project you? Let's say you had left after this year. What what type of pick were you looking at if you had left this past year? Um, If a team fell in love with me, then, and uh, depending on pro day, combine, um, I feel like I could have got third, but uh, some had me projected four through six more. It was couple three, um, but most four through six. So definitely space to to boost that yeah. draft stock for sure. I mean, and you said a lot of space for improvement, um, but let's break down the numbers. You allowed less than 100 receiving yards, 10 catches on the year. Um, I don't know if you understand the, the gravity <laughs> of those numbers, but that's ridiculous. So what, what's the reaction to that? Do you realize the uh, the type of numbers you put up this year and really how, how good that is in comparison to previous cornerbacks at Virginia Tech? Yes, I realize, you know, <laughs> what I've done this year, you know, the numbers, uh, the numbers are great, you know, um, but I still feel like, you know, like just, you know, some people just don't, you know, I guess, you know, see me as a top corner, which and that fuels me because like, like I said, like me personally, like, like I hold myself to like the highest standing and like that's what I'm saying, like, like hearing the numbers and hearing the stats, like it's cool, it's good and all, but I didn't make first team all ACC, you know, I didn't make first team All-American, you see what I'm saying? So it's like earning the respect through the coaches in the ACC and earning the respect uh, all around the country of just with my name and just who I am and what I bring to the table as a corner. So, yeah. You gave up so few receptions this year. Can you actually remember the few that you did allow? Like, are they in your head where yes. you're like, I could have done this better? Uh, so like, give me an yeah. example. Um, oh, I got to think about one. Um. Well, recently, well, I'll go for most recently, well, the, U, the UVA game, um, it was like a little hitch uh, that I think it was number 17 that he ran, but it was just like bad technique on my part. Like I like, I knew I, I wanted to pick it. Like I was already like, I was um, baiting it. I knew that they was gonna run it and I just didn't know when the time was coming. And it was just, I was kind of like two steps off of my technique and you know, get, football is a game of inches. So um, that was one. Um, Oh, uh, Jamal uh, Banks, uh, Wake Forest, the slant route on um, bad technique again, you know, ended up crossing my feet too early, caught a little slant. Um, and then another Wake Forest one was the, uh, uh, they was in a bunch set and I think it was number eight. Uh, he caught a, um, like a little, it was almost like a little hook route. But yeah, I remember a couple. Now see, that's what it takes to like be a really good player, I think. So I think it's what separates know being good from being great is remembering those those little yeah. things like that and, and driving yourself to you know even though you played really well to be even better yeah got to
Yeah, and it's it's a great question too, Chris, that you posed because just a few you know catches that you allowed, and you actually had to rack your brain to remember <laughs> which ones, right? But you know what happened. You said game of inches, right? But you have the speed to cover that missing distance. You were a pretty good track athlete in high school. Six point six eight second fifty five meter dash was your PR. I looked it up. You beaten Cole back in the forty? Man, in workouts, I've beaten Cole like multiple really? times. Yes. Okay, like um, does he recognize that? Is he trying to recruit you to the track team? And stuff nah, like that? he wasn't trying to recruit me to the track team. But I was, I always wanted to be next to him because like it helped me like exert, you know my full speed every time like because me and him always like you know just you know talk talk crap back yeah. and forth and he tried to say that he beat me and, I, and like i'm just telling him like no like i beat you you feel me so i know that i'm fast so you know i'm always back my stuff so you feel like you're one of the fastest on the squad yeah okay, i like 100%. that okay so uh now that beck is gone throw yourself in there besides you who else is in like maybe the top two or three four guys as far as like pure top end speed pure top end speed um Without we're not having myself in the list, uh, I gotta go XTB, uh, Tootin, J Lane, and um, <laughs> I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit, but my man Monsoor, he got okay. a little, he got a little kick to okay. him. Okay, Tootin doesn't like look like he would be fast. And so yeah, you nah, see him but, run. Yeah, bro, he came in the summer last year, and I think he clocked like a low four three, four two in the forty when we was running it in a uh, summer workout. So like that's kind of what. What really stuck out to me, and when we was doing hunger drills, uh, they kept switching the names of who we were going against, and I had and I got him, and I was like, and I remember I was watching him a couple of times. I'm like, nah, he a workhorse, and then like just going like being side by side, like his acceleration is crazy, like it's it's the acceleration, like that's what he's like really really good at and really strong at. Yeah, he yeah, I mean that's a that's a lot of guys with speed right there. Yeah. How many people are in the twenty mile an hour club? Oh man, I think after. What happened? Uh, I think like after like last, what last Friday we we might all most of the top guys hit it. I think it's probably on there. Got to be like 15, 15. Uh, so they're gonna make a new club soon. They're gonna go up to twenty one, twenty two, or got to, yeah, because twenty easy. Yeah, you guys got a lot of speed in that squad for sure. Well, the next question I had right, you said you want to put on size. That's the goal at least physically for next season uh i think you have a person in your family that could probably help you put on a little bit of muscle right your yeah. father's a, a competitive bodybuilder what's it like growing up under um, a young man like that um it was interesting because you know not everything is how it seems so you know like when we would go to the weight room when i was younger when i was probably like maybe like 11 12 13 years old like cool i'll go go me and my sister um you know, we'll go to the weight room with him and, you know, he'd be lifting and, you know, me and my sister, we'd be like, yeah, we trying to lift, we trying to lift. Cause my sister was also at that time too. But, um, but yeah, we, we was trying to lift and he always used to tell me like, like, nah, like you can't lift right now because you still got to develop. And he was like, you want to be fast. He was like, he was like speed kills. He, and basically like he kept pushing speed more than size onto me. He came, he came late talking about size more. So when I got to like, uh, probably like, my sophomore year of high school, that's when he started coming with the size and all that good stuff. Cause I think at that time, like I didn't, I didn't hit all my growth spurts and all that good stuff. So he, um, now he wanted to start pushing on size, eating plans and all that good stuff. Weightlifting for him, as far as his goals, it's a lot different than weightlifting for you and your goals. Yeah. Right. So it's probably beneficial growing up in the household of someone who understands that. Cause mm -hmm. if you've just been lifting for bulk all that time, it wouldn't have got you to where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh no, he should have let me do something. <laughs> like, it would have gave me a little boost. Yeah, it's so. funny. 
not because my uh, my older brother works in strength and conditioning at App State, and he jokes with me all the time that I'm such a a normal guy for just lifting like a bodybuilder instead yeah. of being functional with it. So, what are those differences in the weight room? They have you doing a lot of explosive stuff, I'd imagine. Yeah, so uh, like I would say, like these past like two weeks, um, definitely been a different um type of type of workout that we've been doing. Um, I've been with Ferg, um, and usually I've been with Deej, and um, I feel like with Deej, with Deej's workouts, like I don't, I can't, I don't know the ins and outs, like the this the type names for them and the reasons, but I feel like Deej and Ferg, like they're ultimately still trying to put on size, but I feel like it's it's a different type of workout to put on size, if you can understand what I'm saying. Like with with Fur with Deej, it was more more power clean, bench, squat, every day, every day, um, reps. But with Ferg now it's kind of just more like we'll bench, we'll squat, but it will be heavy. And it would like like be real heavy just for one set, but we'll do it like seven times type stuff just to just to build uh size. So and I know what you're talking about. And uh Dwight Galt, when he came in, he he's it's basically his father was a longtime strength coach yeah. at Penn State. And they've got, I think, three different categories. You've got your beginners, your intermediate, and then your advanced. Yeah. So you've advanced from the intermediate yes. to the advanced. Yeah, yeah. That's how you would describe now. that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So with that, right, um, you talked about your father and his influence on you. I mean, you're from Maryland. Military bowl must have been fun. You had a lot of family there, too. Yeah, um, well, my family is really small, but um, all, all my family uh, um, was out there. Um, it was good seeing them, um, good being back home, playing in that stadium again. Uh, brought nostalgia, brought back memories, uh, which was fun. But, yeah, man, it was a good time just, um, you know, winning ultimately and you know just sending the guys who were on their last years out with a bang because like i feel like those are my boys like i feel like now in the position that i am now like everybody keep calling me the old head and like, like i accept <laughs> it now because like like at first like last year and the year before that like i feel like i wasn't the old head like um but now i feel like it's a lot of just young guys after me now like all the guys who i came up with watching and working out with like they all gone. Like it's only like a couple of us, couple couple of us left. And um, the older guys they always used to tell me that like, yeah, man, it's only like two guys left in our class, three guys left in our class. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Everybody's still here with us. No, it's not. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Tell us about some of the younger corners in your room. Uh, your Dante Lovitz, Braylon Johnsons, <clears throat> guys like that. How how do they compare to someone like you when you were a young player? Um, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like me and me, Dante and Braylon as freshmen were very, very different, but the same. I feel like me and Dante were the same as in like we were just like very childish, you know, just always cracking jokes, not knowing when to lock in. Um, and Braylon kind of I ain't gonna lie. I feel like Braylon was more more advanced than me my freshman year. Like he just because uh, coming from his background, just being a coach's son, um, like he kind of understood football he understood film he understood splits he he understood all that like coming in it was just like him getting used to the speed of play him getting used to you know where to put your eyes at the right time and with Dante it was um I feel like it was more athletically gifted talent like Dante is like athletic he fast he jump and he got size so um you know just coming in like having a size he was good on that point but it was just like just getting him tuned in to the um to film and splits and all that good stuff like yeah but i like them boys man they're 
they're a fun group. Um, I feel like we got we got a fun group, fun young group, man. Um, you know, eager to, eager to get after every day. We are a group of competitors, and I feel like I lead that. Um, I try to just you know push my competitiveness onto them because like like I'm a guy like I don't like like no no balls caught on me like I, in one on ones anytime anything that we do in practice like you feel me like. Regardless, like I know football is football and corner is corner. Like they say you're gonna get a pass caught on you here and there, but it's like with me, like I try not to think like that. Like I don't want nothing caught on me. And if it happens, it's like, all right, what did I do? You know, it's not like what he did, you see what I'm saying? So that's what I try to push on to the group and just push confidence. Like I feel like at corner, you just gotta have confidence. So and that's what I always try to tell them boys, like, regardless of who you going up, um, who you going up against, like just be confident in your own ability and your film study and everything that Coach Jones, Coach Pryor, Coach Marv has instilled in us and just go ball out. How much confidence are you guys carrying into next season? You looking forward to uh oh, Nashville? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I'm man. I ain't gonna speak too much on it, you know, just because we got to take it day by day. We got, yeah. we got, three, we about to start phase one. We got three more phases after that. But I feel like, like, we gonna be a really good team, though. Like, I feel like, you know, um, just on the defense side, like, you know, number speaks for ourselves. Like, I think, well, we're number two in sacks. We led the ACC in uh, passing yards, um, uh, defended. Um, so I feel like, shoot, it all speak for itself. For real, for real, we gonna be nice. Virginia Tech is really deep at wide receiver. How does that help you on a daily basis going up oh, against man. so many good players on that side? Yeah, man, it's been good, man. I feel like I feel like with my time being here, I've definitely been blessed with some um good receivers that rolled through here. Trey Turner, Tavion, um, James Mitchell, just guys who I used to go up against. And now we got Quan, Jay Lane, Ali, Goss Neal. Um it's good, you know, just having a good competition every day because, you know, having a guy who's six four, two to something, um, you know, you don't see that every day on Saturday. So it's like just being able to go against that every day um, and him having a little speed to himself um, also helps because it's not like I'm just, you know, going through the motions, waiting for him to break or waiting for him to run a fade or a deep ball, you know, but it's like I actually have to respect, you know, his speed, you know, his abilities, you know, and um, just play good ball. So having the good receivers there, um, is is amazing because now you know i'm uh trying to get into the nickel learn more with that and we got jay lane so you know just getting them reps with him every day at practice you know releases like all, all that stuff helps it's, which one's the toughest to go up against just from a personal matchup standpoint uh, <laughs> they're all watching of course oh i'm already going <laughs> um <laughs> I probably had to say it's it's it's, it's kind of fifty fifty because Jay Lane, you know, he's more he's short, strong, fast, and um, you know, trying to get out of your brakes at hundred miles per hour is 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 hard, pretty hard. Um, but it's been good work there, and me and Quan, like it's been good work there. Like you know, him being six four, that size, you know, that length, that reach, like it's it's been it's been challenging. But um, I always stepped up to the challenge. They know that, so I probably you know I had to say fifty fifty. Okay, to be honest, that's fair. Heck yeah. So let's pivot to what you are and who you are outside of football. We we did some studying. You mentioned you want to go into sports commentating. Is that something that you would look forward to after football? Although mm -hmm. we have a feeling that football could be uh, in your life for uh, plenty of years after now. Yeah, nah, I was about to say, yeah, sports commentating um, has definitely um, piqued my interest. Um, you know, coming into college, I was thinking about PT, but just that's too much school and it's just very that's just a very competitive um major and just business and i feel like just with sports commentating like i feel like i can have a leg up with that um 
just because like early on in my career, like I um I networked with uh my guy Chad Ricardo, uh, who works uh my man bounces around so much. Um he was with NBC at the time, but I feel like he's doing something better now. Um but yeah, uh just you know, talking with him, it was fun. And, you know, that piqued my interest again. And I feel like we're just trying to, you know, find a job. It's always about connections. So just with the sports commentating world, like with me being a a, a, a football player, um, professional athlete, um, I feel like that, you know, after I, you know, build my brand, build my own name, image, and likeness in the league, I feel like me me just retiring and you know trying to get a job it won't be as hard as somebody you know who's you know say trying to straight straight coming out of college or you know bouncing from the from their first job to their second job like i feel like i could have possibly have the leg up over them and the more interviews you do over your life the more polished you'll be <laughs> yeah in front of a camera yeah. uh, yes, for sir. sure uh what do you like to do besides football like let's say it's friday night what, what's dorian strong gonna do oh man um Shoot, man, it's Eva. I'm chilling with my girlfriend. Um, we either watching shows or um shoot on the weekends. Uh I have went to the gun range with uh Fuga a couple times. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been uh recently getting into um just learning about guns a little here and there. Um and I feel like man, I used to I used to like uh just go hooping, like um the younger the freshmen and stuff now, they starting to hoop now because it's um Let's call it we in the spring and stuff. So I'm probably go uh, hoop with them a couple of times. But I better say, usually it's that. Well, I'm chilling, man. Like, I just like to just recover. Uh, I really like to sleep. You know, I'm a nap guy. Um, but, shoot, I really have to just focus on, like, my diets and stuff like that. So I just kind of be making sure that I eat, you know, making sure I don't miss a meal. Um, and if me and my girlfriend, you know, we go out, make sure it's somewhere we can eat also to our eat before that, <laughs> right. feel me? Um, but yeah, man, just watch shows and, um, also play the game. So, yeah. Sweet. So in terms of, uh, you know, that, that time spent on the court, who's getting the most buckets on that football roster? Oh, um, I don't know now. Like they've been out there a couple of times. Uh, I feel like, uh, what was that? Uh, Aiden Green, Moe's, Pop. Uh, who else? Those are the only three I got right now. Those Aiden guys. Green's good. Yeah. He he looks like he has a smoothness. Aiden, Aiden, nice. Aiden bouncy. Aiden yeah. bouncy. Why? Aiden's bouncy. Um, yeah. Those, and then in the past, it was more so. It was who is? It was me, Trey, Brian. Uh, who else is out there? It was a lot of guys. It was fun. Heck yeah. You said when you go out, you it's got to be somewhere where you can eat. So best meals in Blacksburg. Where, where, where do you go? Kaboogie. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to Kaboogie every other day, probably. Do you really? Yeah. Every other day. Yeah. You need to get NIL sponsor with them. <laughs> what you ordering over there? I get the, um, it's cool, teriyaki chicken and shrimp, extra mm. chicken. You can't go Extra rice, no veg, no side, super salad, extra teriyaki sauce on the side. Sweet. All right. <laughs> and, and you said uh, playing the game a little bit. You talking about football? Are you talking about on the, the sticks a little bit? You playing Fortnite? No, I know a lot of boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call of Duty. Call yeah, of okay. Duty and 2K. There yeah. we go. 2K too. So you yeah. got like a my character or? Oh, uh, nah. I ain't gonna lie. I haven't played 2K in like a year. So, okay. So um, I've been more so a Call of Duty. Uh, 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 I'm waiting for GTA 6 to drop. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm thinking about getting the possibly PC and you know, because it's uh, GTA role play. That's out. That's, that's yeah. nice. Uh, I'll be watching um, T Grizzly. He has like a, um, what does he do? It's like a, this is like scenes. Like it's, it's hard. It's sweet. I like it. 
Sweet. The GTA online stuff is quite a big community yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you a GTA guy? Uh, I I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. But, but when the new one comes out, I'll probably... Right, I need to upgrade the hardware, I think, right, when yes, that happens. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. GTA 6 supposed to be GTA 6 supposed to be that game. I think. When yeah. they leaked to that tra- the, the trailer, I was like, man, I was pretty blown away. Oh, yeah. When GTA 6 drops in 2030, the, the world will <laughs> definitely rejoice. That's what I'm saying. We've been waiting too long. <laughs> I'm going to show my age, but I remember when GTA 2 came out. And we okay. were all excited about it. When when was that? I don't know, like 2002, something. Yeah, I, I didn't college. exist then. Yeah. I didn't exist uh-huh. then. Yeah. Sweet. Just all right. <laughs> well, we like to uh, wrap it up with these last two questions. We'll start with this. How has Triumph NIL empowered you in your time in Blacksburg so far? Oh, man, they have been nothing but resourceful and all ears because, you know, with my major, um, the sports media and analytics, like a lot of my classes require interviews, um, just dealing with equipment and all that good stuff. So going going to Mitch, uh, Mitch was my guy. I ain't gonna lie, he um, he's helped me a lot. Um, you know, just learning how to edit, um, add graphics, make stuff just look nice and ap- appealing to the eye. Um, you know, making sure, um, you know, interview etiquette, making sure that just the questions I ask are good questions that I'm not going to get a yes or no. Making sure that you know, the questions that I ask aren't too in-depth questions to, um, you know, so I can get that ultimate answer. And, you know, yeah, just help me be be a better commentator. So, yeah. Sweet. I think you're well on your way for that. Um, what do you want your mark to be when you leave Blacksburg? It's a tough one. It's a philosophical yeah, one. Say, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like the thing I see the most – is probably every day in the indoor is just, you know, the guys drive the first round and those legends up there. So, shoot, I'm trying to make myself a name. I'm trying to be a Blacksbury legend, a Hokie legend for real, for real. Be uh, another first rounder, you know, to come from Virginia Tech and just to give Virginia Tech um, that respect that they ultimately deserve, you know. Feel like, I feel like that would be my best mark for Sweet. real, for real. That's the hokey way for sure. All right. Well, uh, Dorian, we appreciate you. Thank you very much for hopping on. Appreciate y'all, man. Yeah. Had a great time. Yeah. It was great. Appreciate it. And hey, you're welcome back anytime. But uh, yeah, for the whole crew here at the High Tech Studios, of course, Chris Coleman, Robert Bateman, and Dorian Strong. I'm Kyle Marshak. You guys don't want to miss it. The spring game coming up April 13th, Maroon versus Orange. You get to see Strong and the boys all have some fun over at Lane Stadium. But for now, we'll see you guys next time on our following edition of the Triumph Spotlight.